Freaks. It's Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. Coming up on the program today, communicating with the galactic unicorns of planet Vorlon 7. Plus, Pizza Jesus is both horrifying and scrumptious looking. And thanks to pollution, we now all have mutant penises. All this was your voicemails today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents Mr. Rogers calling an elderly woman. Hello. 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 Yes, hi. Who's this? This is Fred Rogers. Fred Rogers? What can I do for you? I remember one time some of our neighbors who were studying ballet dancing got dressed up to look like raccoons. Oh, you don't say. Well, did you know something, sir? I don't know, don't know you, and I wish you wouldn't call here at my phone anymore. I'm just an old lady, and I don't want to hear all that nonsense. I don't care about dressing up and dancing like coons. That's dumb, stupid, so please don't call here again. Understand? I was just making some popcorn. Yes, I'm just going to feed my fish, and then I'll go out and wait for you. Hello. Hello. Yes, hello. Yes, hi. You know who I am? No, I don't know who you are. This is Fred Rogers. No, you're not Fred Rogers. I don't know what the hell you think you're doing calling here. One of them was a mother raccoon, and the other a father raccoon, and there was a boy raccoon and a girl raccoon, and they made up a dance. Oh, about shut your damn, damn, damn mouth and get off my phone, you sorry son of a bitch, you. I'm going to have you prosecuted for tormenting me here and harassing me over my phone. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. She is a fat cunt. Christian now fears his flatulence. I know what abortion smells like. Did you know abortion even had a smell? Why does man have to have such a sweet record? Oh, my goodness. Yes, Dimension back here with you for your Wednesday episode of DV. Have a great one for you. Real quick, let me give you a Lord Douche update. I have to mention this because someone called in recently and asked uh, how the car situation was. You may remember a year or two ago at this point, a car that was parked next door fell over onto Lord Douche's vehicles, plural. The driver apparently didn't realize that the driveway goes uh, up high, and I I, I don't know. I I have a picture of it. The car fucking fell over onto both of Lord Douche's cars because, of course, right? Uh, He, uh, Lord Douche, has not fixed his car yet, but it finally happened. He brought his vehicle into the shop. It's going to take a week or two to uh, fix, which means Lord Douche is going to need a rental car. Now, You can imagine how that's going. We've been to the Enterprise rental place three times so far in the last day. First time, uh, there were no cars that were satisfactory to Lord Douche. He didn't didn't like anything that was available. Today, he went back and he got a, uh, I don't know, Hyundai Genesis something or other. Brought that home. It was... An hour later when he decided the car smelled like pot and he could, you know, he has a very sensitive nose. So that car's going back. Now we're there for a third time. Once again, they don't have any cars to Lord Douche's liking. So we might just go to a completely different rental car establishment. It's the Butterbell situation all over again. 
we're going to go through seven, eight cars, I'm sure, before he's satisfied. Again, this is not like, um, you know, his permanent car. This is just something he has, you know, he gets to drive while his car's being fixed for a week. And might I remind you, he now works from home. So where the fuck is he driving? I don't know. All I know is I, I'm sick of going to rental car places. <laughs> So that's the that's the latest on the on the home front here. Things are going well. Well, thankfully, I've got a great show for you that uh, will hopefully take my mind off of all of this unpleasantness. We begin today with a new segment. There are forces in nature that remain unexplained by humankind. These so-called witnessed anomalies could be supernatural in origin, or they might all just be illusions, the product of an overactive imagination running amok. It is not our goal to persuade you one way or another, but to merely lay out the facts and let you decide. Welcome to Distorted Views, Mysteries of the Mysterious. Today's episode, The Unicorn Collar. YouTuber Daniel Scratton claims to be a verbal channel, a communicator able to reach faraway realms. He does this through the use of his mouth modem. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, that's Daniel trying to connect to some being. Welcome. You've got mail. I think your frequency is off, Daniel. You didn't connect to another dimension. You connected to AOL. Maybe he's a little rusty. In addition to speaking directly to light beings, aliens from galaxies far, far away, and some sort of celestial council of gods known as the 12D Creators, Daniel can also talk to mythical horses. And he's been doing just that for well over a decade. Oh. You have to listen closely, but there are some subtle differences in the noises he makes to connect with unicorns that differ from the sounds he makes when he's trying to reach the Council of Gods. Oh. This is a deeper, more guttural, honking sound. Also, he breaks up this humming noise with something even creepier. Oh. Yeah. 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 Ooh. And then back to the honking. This cycles through a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, daddy. Yeah. Not on my face. Yeah. I need it. I'm sorry, he's given off those vibes. I know I've heard this sound before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're getting some deeper yes now. Yeah, come on. Do it, boy. Me. Service this fat cock. 
Train these balls. Yeah. Yeah. I may have misunderstood who he's trying to channel here. Maybe it's supposed to be Uniporn. No, it says Unicorn here. As a matter of fact, now when you hear him speak, it is actually the Unicorns speaking through him. They want you to believe that we are not real and that we only exist in fairy tales. Today I learned that all unicorns apparently suffer from COPD. They seem to have a real problem getting enough air to speak. Would you please pass me my inhaler? You have been given A mesothelioma diagnosis? The impression that we Oh my god, (laughs) it's excruciating only appeal to the very fringe of your society The mentally unwell is who I think this unicorn is referring to But we are as real as you. Well, there you have it, straight from the horse's mouth, as channeled through the mouth of one of those mentally ill people I was just referring to. You know, sometimes this Daniel Scranton guy, he, he doesn't even know who he's going to connect with. He just starts, you know, humming and doing his sex moans, and uh, lo and behold, someone enters him. Yeah, Danny. Hi, everyone. This is Daniel Scranton, and I'm in a channel for you today. And I'll find out who that's going to be right now. See? How fun! It's like interdimensional chat roulette. I wonder if he connects with a lot of aliens who are just, like, masturbating. Or wanting to talk dirty with Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm manipulating my lower tendril in a thick, oily discharge has begun to seep from my gaping insemination inlet. Now, you tell me how you want to suck out my egg sack. Ingest my spawn! Ah, so hot! Yeah. Yeah. You've got cum. Yeah, I do. Alien cum. Goodbye, perv. Did the alien just disconnect? I was totally just pumped and dumped. All you men are alike, no matter what dimension you're living in. All right, let's listen to a little more of this guy, and then we'll move on. Yes. 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 Are you guys with me in thinking that the, the most interesting part of the channeling is the connection process? Like, I don't really care what the aliens or unicorns have to say. Let's give me more of this. Oh. Where have I heard this sound before? It's called the honk. Oh. That was Tanya. She's from the Children's Self-Help Project up in San Francisco. Now, the honk is not a sound you make when you're playing, and it's not a game. The honk is how you speak to unicorns. Tell me something I don't know, fawns. You use it when you're in danger. It makes a different kind of sound than the kind of sound that kids usually make. <laughs> Grown-ups don't even pay any attention to that because we know. That's how kids sound when they're playing. 
The self-defense yell, though. Oh! Oh! Listen again. It sounds like this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you want kids to sound like that. It's a different child safety issue. But yeah, you know, Daniel's communication technique sounds a lot like the honk. Which, of course, was the noise kids were supposed to make if they were in trouble. The honk never really caught on, though. I don't know how it could have missed. I mean, it had the backing of Henry Winkler. What four-year-old child doesn't love the fawns, right? It goes Paw Patrol, Elmo, then Henry Winkler, then Dora the Explorer. All right, uh, so it takes about two minutes for Daniel here to to stop with, with the moaning or honking or whatever. He does eventually contact some sort of being. Yes, yes, yes. We are the Andromedan Council of Light. Oh, the Andromedan Council of Light. Let's see if they're half as interesting as unicorns. And we are very excited to be connecting with you. Oh, the honor is all on this side. Your majesty, I guess? We have noticed that humans tend to respond to big energy packets. Oh, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, we like those big energy packets. Sometimes the human female entities say it doesn't matter what the size is of the energy packet, but... We all know the truth. You got cock. Okay, that's enough from you, AOL man. Goodbye. Thank you. Speaking of goodbyes, we've heard how Daniel begins his communication with aliens. How does the transmission end? I found another video here where he was speaking to the Octurian Council. It's another council. There's a lot of councils out there. It seems like in the infinite expanse of the universe, there's a whole lot of fucking bureaucracy. I don't know if I like what I'm hearing here. Anyway, uh, here is Daniel closing out a chat with the Arcturian Council. We are the Arcturian Council. Literally like powering town. And we have enjoyed connecting with Okay, I can't do this any longer. The honking goes on for an excruciatingly long time, so I'm going to fast forward. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Oh, thank God Daniel's back safely. And that, my friends, is how you channel extraterrestrial beings. Are magical horned ponies somewhere out there in the great void of space looking over us as mankind's pony protectors? Is the Arcturian Council a force of benevolent good? Or are they trying to make earthlings their little rape toys, forcing us to gag on their thick alien tendrils and ingest their egg sac spawn? And even though we don't like it, they want us to say, yeah, just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We may never know for certain, which makes this a mystery of the mysterious. 
Until next time, I'm Adam St. Laurent, wishing you safe travels out there. By the way, thank you so much to You Know I'm Right over there in the DV Discord for providing a link to Daniel Scratton. Even he thinks it sounds like a modem connecting. He says the dude who channeled unicorns a few years ago is still going strong. Here he is channeling the 9D Arcturian Council. Great modem-like sounds as he connects. Yeah, well, of course. Gotta have some sort of interdimensional handshake. No, we're all on the uh, the same frequency. Again, thank you so much. Uh, you know I'm right. Okay, let's move on. It's been a few days since the last restaurant freakout. I've got a new one here for you. I don't know what started this, but I think um, it has something to do with hot sauce. Give me some fucking hot sauce with my food, and I will never fucking eat here again. Okay. It seems like this should be a pretty simple transaction. Give the woman some hot sauce and get her fat ass out of the restaurant. Someone who is inaudible for the most part in this video uh, asks this woman to quiet down because they have kids in the restaurant. She doesn't care. You know, she feels justified in her freak out because she didn't get the hot sauce that she requested in a timely fashion. I got kids too. And I'm going to give two fucks about yours. Yeah! I mean, I appreciate this woman's sentiment. I'm right there with you. Who gives a fuck about kids? Now, the woman who is filming this, who really has nothing to do with this encounter, she's just documenting it. She has to pipe up. And her husband just tries to defuse the situation. That's all. Well, my baby's in here. Just, just, sleep, just sleep on. No, I'm about to smoke a bit. Just, okay, just, just, just sleep on. <laughs> the husband's just like, let it go. It's not a big deal. And apparently it isn't a big deal, even though she's all like, my baby's in here. Don't be swearing. Meanwhile, not three seconds later, she calls the woman a bitch. No, I'm about to smoke a bit. Just swearing and threatening violence. I think the husband's right. Shut the fuck up. Sit back and enjoy the show. What kind of business are you running here? Thank you, thank you. What the fuck are you laughing at, Chief? Was wondering how long before it got racial. Answer, it was under a minute. There's no need for racism in this restaurant, ma'am. I am the racist motherfucker you ever fucking meet. And I will wash you out that And I got Japanese all over me. Yeah, the audio's kind of muffled. It sounds like she's saying uh, she's the most racist motherfucker you'll ever meet but then i think she talked about how she has like japanese in her i guess that allows her to to say racist stuff i don't know in the restaurant, ma'am. i am the racist motherfucker you ever fucking meet that's a badge of honor in her book I will watch you out and i got japanese all over me i got a nigerian flag on me i don't give a fuck i'll get it I mean, to be honest, how long does it take to get hot sauce? It's it's, a, it's an excruciatingly long amount of time. I don't know what she's talking about. Japanese and Nigerian. She's like the whitest person I've ever seen in my life. But okay. It's at this point that the cops arrive. Now notice how the woman's demeanor changes. Officer, you can understand. I was just requesting some hot sauce. That's all I wanted. 
all I asked for. I wanted some hot sauce. She really is the victim in this whole scenario. Well, they escort her out, and that's pretty much the end of the altercation. By the way, it does appear to be a Chinese restaurant, which baffles me even further. Also baffling me in a completely different way is this next clip. I can't even wrap my mind around it. Now, that Chinese restaurant thing, that was a real incident, right? A crazy woman demanding hot sauce, getting racist about it. This next clip goes on for about eight minutes. But as far as I can tell, nothing happens. Yet the girl in this video is convinced that she has been traumatized and wronged and her whole world is crashing down. What happened, honey? Tell us what's going on. So after the show was over, I ran to this group of girls that asked me to take a photo of them. And naturally, I just said yes. So I took a photo of them. I had retaken a few times because I wanted to make sure that it was perfect and they loved them. Keep that in mind. I made sure it was flawless. Like I was a professional photographer. So far, so good. She was at a concert. I think she saw like one of those One Direction guys that have, you know, split off and they're doing a solo act And next now. thing you know, they were showering me with compliments. They were telling me how much of an angel I am, how sweet of a girl I am. Okay, they're thanking you for taking their picture. They handed you their phone and said, could you take our picture? They're all excited. A group of friends going to this concert together. Oh my God, take our picture. All right, so she did. All right, it, it fucking took two seconds to how do. How beautiful I am. Just everything you can think of. And of course, I got emotional because if someone tells me that, I will get very emotional. Yeah, that's the first clue that she's not exactly mentally stable. They're just being polite, honey. You don't have to break down in tears. You think I'm beautiful? Oh, God. And she took one of her bracelets off her wrist and saw the amount of I have, and she gave it to me. And I just hugged her because she was just like the sweetest thing ever. And I asked for Instagram because I didn't want to lose touch. Is this how girls make friends? I know if uh, like I was walking down the street and there was like a couple on a date wanting to get a photo together and they handed me their phone. I would not then bug them for, for their socials at the end. It's like the transaction is over with. I took your picture. You said thank you. I, I don't I don't need to ever see you again. And I'm sure they feel the same way about me. But okay, you know, they have a lot in common. They both went to the same concert. Maybe they're going to keep in touch. The next day is when things go a little haywire. I was messaging her at the airport. And I was like, hey, how you doing? I Thank you for the bracelet. Such an awesome show, right? Just like the casual stuff you would say to other Louis fans. And I took a look at the photo that she posted. And I was like, I took that. And then I felt really special. So naturally, I asked, can she tag me so I can get photo credit? Because I took that photo and worked really hard on it. The fact she went looking for her photo on Instagram and she felt really special about it. And she now wants photo credit because she worked super hard. Worked super hard? It's a fucking iPhone. The f it, it does all the work for you. All you have to do is make sure everyone is in the frame. Make sure you're not cutting anyone's head off. Smartphones take care of all the rest for you. You're not a photographer, you stupid bitch. So then she said, oh, yeah, um, you can just message one of my friends. Here's her link to her Instagram. And <laughs> Passing the book. On the photo that she posted, which was the same one. I'm sure she will tag you. 
And I'm like, great. So I messaged her friend. I'm guessing no one is going to tag her. This girl is going to continue to spiral into a deep depression until her life is consumed with darkness and drugs. The fuck is going on? And I am. Um, she had a private account, so it took me a while for her to reply. And then when she finally did, she left me undelivered. She just read a message and did not reply. Yeah, ignored you as any sane person would do. And if you don't know me very well, you would not know that I can't stand being on delivered. I could take a guess. You were uh, someone who uh, would not stand for that. Just. It would go into, like, a full-blown tizzy. really frustrates me, so if, like, you're texting me and I'm messaging you back, just liking my message, I'm okay with that. Just Are you okay with thumbs up on your Facebook posts? Or do you think that's too impersonal? You could at least give me a heart. Oh, I've known those people. Long-time freaks know that. Yeah, I've got fucking psychopaths in my life, too. I don't know. A thumbs up is just uh, a little dismissive. It's almost like you don't really care. You're just going through the motions. You know, you can react in all sorts of ways. Hearts, hugs, smiling emojis, crying emojis. Thumbs up is just like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. Okay, this this woman's ramping up here. So I went back to the original girl, the one that was the <laughs> angel. Uh-huh. And, and I said, your friend's a real cunt. Give me a bracelet and everything. I went back to her and I explained, hey, your friend left me undelivered. And then she's like, oh, yeah, well, we decided we only want to tag each other. And so- and we don't really know you. And you're just some rando who we asked to take our photo. You're kind of nobody to us. And now I'm wishing that I had not given you my contact information. Like, that's what I'm feeling. The uh, subcontext is here. Meanwhile, this girl is like, but you gave me a bracelet. Where I come from, that means something. We were on track to become BFFs. And now you're just so cold and distant. Ever since I asked you to tag me in your photo, what's wrong? I just want things to go back to the way they were. Back when we were in love. The girl's like, what? What the hell are you talking about? But I took the photo. Shouldn't I at least get credit for that? No... No, thanks. We don't. And then I started opening up about some of my insecurities and saying that I'm not going to get into it, but I said, oh, please get into it. If you would tag me, that would make me feel a lot better about myself. Yeah, let's try the guilt trip approach. I love that Oliver's self-worth is wrapped up in this one photo that she took. If you don't tag me, there's no telling what I'm going to do to myself. And then I started opening up even more about my insecurities. Hey, those girls received a photo taken by you. And also they're receiving a giant trauma dump now. A little extra bonus for them. Like really deep. And she just left me undelivered. It is kind of a lot to take in. So that crushed me to absolute pieces. And of course, what was very next day? My first day at work. How how do you expect her to work when she's got this weighing on her? That's what I was just thinking about the entire time. I had to run to the bathroom crying about it. <laughs> and I tried messaging her again. Wow, she cannot handle any minor inconvenience. It, it breaks her. I don't know how old this girl is. She could be in her teens or early 20s. That being said, I'm bad at this stuff. She could be fucking 12. I just know that she is not yet ready to deal with real problems. She has crumbled to pieces over a photograph. She has turned this into like three days worth of drama. It was an interaction that probably took 30 seconds, her taking that photo. So 
I didn't really know what to do because this was bothering me like crazy. So I used the internet white pages, searched her name, found her address, drove to her house and set it on fire. It was all I could think about. And oh my God, I decided to just give them some time, give them some space. Yeah, maybe they'll come to their senses and then message them a few months later. So I did exactly <laughs> so. So this is going to be eating at her for months. And I'm like, hey. So Remember me? I'm the psychopath that took your photo. Uh, about tagging me, do you think you can... Honey, you just took pictures of strangers. We don't owe you anything. Thank you. That's the correct response. And even after I told her a lot about what I've been through. That she did not ask for. She did not want to know this. She has no heart, and I'm like, I thought we were friends. <laughs> and oh, no. then she's like, like, there's something wrong with her, right? Like, I shouldn't be making fun of this girl. Delivered, and then I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> I appreciate it if you wouldn't ignore me. And I will not be ignored. But it just broke me, and I grew super attached to them because I get attached in a absolute heartbeat to people, and. I just didn't know what to do. No one took my side and anything. So I didn't know what to do anymore. Let it go. Move on. It wasn't something I could just let go. Yes, it is. It's a, that's exactly what it is. It was like barely an interaction, an incident. Like it, it, it's, it's nothing. So in the end, obviously, I didn't get what I deserved. And I unfollowed all of them, and I just stopped trying altogether because I knew trying would just make me hurt even more, even though it felt even weird, because I just was hurting so much, I didn't know if I was possible to hurt even more, and I'm still hurt about it to this day. So all I can say is that if you run into me at a Louis concert or any concert at all, and you want me to take a photo with you and your little friends, I'm not taking it unless you give me photo credit. Period. Stand strong, honey. This is someone who just is not going to be able to cope in the real world. Like when there are real problems at work or financial issues or whatever life throws at you, she is not going to be capable of handling. We need to just, we need to find some sort of assisted living facility for her and put her in. Maybe a group home. She'll never make it on the outside here. All right. Well, there you go. Just another wonderful example of how social media is destroying the youth. The type of nonsense they're all obsessing over. Uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy bizarre twist. Right now. Right now. Right now. Not a member of the Distorted View Sideshow. What are you waiting for? Sign up. Become a true and honorable freak today. The Sideshow, of course, is our member site slash subscription service where you get even more Distorted View. Yes, this is a daily podcast. Here on the free side, I do two episodes every week, and then I do three additional Sideshow exclusive podcasts. Yesterday was a Sideshow exclusive podcast, and I'll be doing another one tomorrow. The Sideshow has been around since, what, 2006 or 2007? We've done thousands of past episodes. 
can check them out in the archive. Go to superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive. Only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Now, if you get your podcast through Spotify uh, or Apple Podcasts, you can sign up right inside those apps. If you go that route, you'll see all of the Sideshow exclusive episodes right alongside the free episodes in your feed over there on your app of choice. Again, superfreaksideshow.com if you want to sign up through the website. Other ways to support the show, we have a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash view. just another way to support DB. Uh, if you pledge at least $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. And yes, we've got some patrons calling in today. We'll get to those calls uh, in a little bit. But first, the news for a story I have for you today. Oh, bullshit. Uh-oh. I'll be fine. Fuck you. You don't good in my life. You know what a drunk David Hasselhoff eating a hamburger off the floor means? It's time for Distorted Views. Access Entertainment Hollywood News Insider Report Extra Edition tonight. Celebrity. Lorenzo Lamas. Entertainment. Rio Perlman. Hollywood. Who is Ralph Macchio banging? Extra. Shane Lynch. Who the fuck is Shane Lynch? A former member of the band Boyzone. I don't even think this guy qualifies as a celebrity anymore. Cut the music. He does not deserve the Hollywood news treatment. Furthermore, I don't even think Boyzone was really a thing here in the United States. I think Boyzone was uh, really more popular over there in the UK. I'm looking right now on Spotify to see like what their big hit was. Apparently, it's a song called uh, No Matter What. Are you familiar with this? No, no. No, it sounds awful. Not familiar with it in the least. But apparently uh, Shane Lynch was a member of this boy uh, band named Boyzone. He is now a born-again Christian, so he sounds like a real fun guy. Uh, He's made headlines with his recent claims about Taylor Swift. Oh, that's why this is a Access Entertainment Hollywood News Insider Report Extra Edition tonight piece. It's all about Tay-Tay. Resume the music. I find it funny that uh, Shane Lynch is a born-again Christian, but Jane Lynch is a big Hollywood dyke. Just uh, a little observation I made. That's why you tune in to Distorted View Daily for thought-provoking moments like that. Shane Lynch and Jane Lynch, their names rhyme. You guys should really sign up for the sideshow. Help a special needs podcaster. Fork over a few bucks. Do your part. All right, listen. uh, He made headlines with the recent claims about Taylor Swift's music and performances. In an interview with the Sunday World, the 47-year-old Irish singer accused Swift and other artists of incorporating satanic rituals into their stage shows. Cool. You know, I'm pretty indifferent when it comes to Taylor Swift. I think she's, uh, you know, an amazing businesswoman. I don't really listen to her music, but you can't argue that she's a cool chick doing, like, witchcraft on stage. My kind of broad, right? Lynch specifically targeted Swift, one of the world's most prominent artists, alleging that her concerts feature multiple demonic rituals. That's a lot to pack into a concert, you know? In addition to all the other stuff going on... 
music, dancing. They managed to fit in a few uh, satanic rituals in there, too, including the use of pentagrams and other symbolic elements. He expressed concern that many people view these displays as mere artistic expression without recognizing their darker implications. The singer also criticized certain genres of music, particularly hip-hop. Who would have thought the stuck-up born-again Christian would have a problem with a powerful female singer and the blacks? He said there's often uh, hidden satanic imagery in what he perceives as a connection between the music's beats and evil influences. Lynch believes that music has a profound impact on people's emotions and spirits. When's the last time this guy has done anything noteworthy? Like, why are we interviewing him? Why do we need his input and thoughts on music? It's like you were part of a boy band 20 years ago. No one gives a shit about you. This is not the first time Lynch has voiced such opinions. He previously made similar remarks on a premier Christian radio podcast. Can't believe I missed that one where he labeled Beyonce and Sam Smith as demonic. All right, I'll give you Sam Smith. But calling Beyonce satanic, that's just out of line. His recent comments echo those sentiments. Taylor Swift's representatives have been contacted for a response to these allegations. Yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath on getting one. Swift, 34, has previously faced baseless accusations of Satanism and witchcraft. During her Eras tour in Australia, she sparked controversy by making a hand gesture interpreted by some as a satanic symbol. Maybe it wasn't a satanic symbol. Maybe she was just throwing up some gang signs. Maybe she, too, has been influenced by those evil hip-hop artists. She's under the spell of black people. We have to save her. Additionally, minister and recording artist uh, Talia Scroggins... Don't know who that is either. Criticize Swift for using satanic imagery in her Willow music video, where Swift and her dancers are seen wearing cloaks and dancing around a fire in a snowy forest. Considering how every teenage girl is kind of obsessed with Taylor Swift, you'd think we'd have more Satanists in this country. Maybe it's all like um, it's it's being done subliminally right now. And then when Taylor like releases her next album, there's going to be some high pitched tones or something that's going to activate all of these teenage girls to uh, become witches, start doing black magic and stuff. Can't wait for her next release. All right. Uh, second story we have for you today. Oh, this is also religious in theme. A life-size cardboard cutout of a bloodied Jesus Christ has sparked controversy at Our Lady of Grace Church in Howard Beach, Queens. So far, I see nothing wrong. The bloodier Christ is, the better. Pull no punches, man. Let's get some. Let's get gory. I want to see entrails. No, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta paint a picture here. Jesus died for our sins, death. Uh, you know, and, and not in a pleasant way. He didn't go quietly. Let's not sugarcoat this. The graphic depiction, which was placed beside the altar for the Lenten season, has been criticized for its grotesque appearance. And while it is grotesque, it's not exactly lifelike. Many compared it to a bad Halloween decoration or even a slice of pizza. Jesus Christ-a-roni. Have yourself a slice of salvation! You know, a Jesus-themed pizza parlor is not the worst idea I've ever heard of. Might have to give that some more thought. Any investors want to pony up some cash? The image, which, by the way, look at the uh, chapter artwork if you want to see what this bloody, grotesque Jesus looks like. 
to me, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's Freddy Krueger. You know, Freddy Krueger had that, like, torn skin. It was bloody. And honestly, he kind of looks like pizza, too. And now I'm in the mood for pizza. The image intended to represent the crucifixion features Jesus with gaping, bloody wounds covering his body. This has alarmed some parishioners, particularly parents who are concerned about the children. Think about the kids. One woman expressed her dismay on Facebook, suggesting that families might want to visit another parish during the season. The cutout has also caused confusion in the predominantly Italian community, (laughs) with some mistaking the depiction of wounds for cheese and tomato sauce likening it to a slice of meat lover's pizza or pepperoni. While some have criticized the artistic quality of the piece, suggesting that a more skilled artist could have avoided such controversy, the church's choice has certainly sparked a lively debate with nearly 200 comments on the Facebook post discussing the issue. The New York Post collected some of those comments uh, from people like, uh, Our children do not need to see the nightmarish Jesus when they go to church. Another person said, I went for ashes on Wednesday. I thought he looked like a slice of meat lover's pizza. Again, if you want to see the image, uh, I'll I'll post it on our show notes today as well. So you can uh, see Jesus in all of his bloody, cheesy glory there. And finally today, freaks, it's time for that quarterly article about dick sizes. So much research is being done surrounding men's throbbing members. It's an intense area of focus for scientists, I guess. Mostly male scientists, I'm guessing. Recent research has reignited the long-standing debate over the significance of size in sexual satisfaction. Contrary to popular belief, a study conducted by the University of Kent over there in the UK suggests that female sexual preferences are not primarily focused on the size of man's genitalia. The study, which analyzed 265 sex toys, I don't know how that's going to determine anything. Well, that found that circumference is more important than length. Well, I'm kind of fucked there, too. So this is just, this is not going to be a great news story for me. All right, yeah, girth is a bigger issue when it comes to women's preferences, challenging the notion that bigger is better. The good thing, I think, for me and a lot of men is that those penis pumps... I think those fatten up the dick more than they uh, they give you length, right? It's like inflating a tire. Gonna have to look into that. Hey, go to adamandeve.com. They have all sorts of dick pumps. Get 50% off plus a bunch of free gifts and, and free shipping. <laughs> Just remember to use promo code FREAK. Ah, a spontaneous ad. Love when that happens. Again, adamandeve.com, promo code FREAK. F-R-E-A-K. Ting. Back to the news. In a separate but related finding, research published in the World Journal of Men's Health last year revealed that the average penis length has increased by 24% over the past 30 years. If I'm reading that correctly, it means my penis is due for a growth spurt because I'm over 30 years old. I was alive 30 years ago, and if a penis is supposed to increase over the past 30 years, I feel like I'm getting shortchanged here. Is that not what that means? Am I reading this incorrectly? Am I a complete moron? Yes? Okay. Uh, Yes. uh, 30 years ago, the average penis was 4.8 inches, and now it's 6 inches in length. Wow. That is uh, quite an increase. However, this increase is viewed with concern by experts, including researchers at Stanford University, who suggest that unhealthy lifestyle choices or environmental factors such as pollution might be contributing to this change. Finally! 
poor eating habits, pollution, and climate change have done something good for us. It's a lot of negative, but this one thing is pretty helpful, making our dicks bigger. It's nice that pollution has a little bit of an upside. Dr. Michael Eisenberg, the author of the study, expressed concern over the rapid change, indicating that it could signal significant impacts on human biology. The study analyzed data from 75 studies involving over 55,000 men from 1992 to 2021. While further research is needed to confirm the findings and determine the cause, the implications of such a rapid change in penile length are considered alarming by experts. Past studies have also suggested that pollution might be causing a decrease in penis size, highlighting the potential impact of environmental factors on human reproductive health. Well, that just shows you that science don't know what the hell's going on. One study shows that uh, pollution is making penises smaller. A new study shows it's making it larger. You know, this is why I don't trust the elites, college graduates, and scientists. I put all of my trust and faith in that deep dish deity, Cheesy H. Christaroni. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Uh, let's check in with some patrons who have been calling in. Hey, King Boo. Little baby faggot. Call on in on, weigh in on, so to speak, Mead. Um, yes, our good buddy Mead Skelton. I got super fat. Like, Fatty makes fat, 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 fuck fat. I'm right there with you, buddy. And I decided to go on a diet. Oh, and- nope. That, this is where we're deviating. And what I call it is, you don't eat so much, you fat fuck diet. And what I do is, is I look at something, and before I shovel it into my face, I look at myself and I say, hey, fat fuck, you really need to eat that? And if the answer is not a definitive yes, then I put it down and walk away. And enjoy not being as fat as I was. Hmm. And if the answer is I do need to eat that, then I put it in my face, but I don't eat the whole thing, whatever it is. See, I, what, I, what I'm getting here, and and I think that, you know, this might be great to share with me, uh, but you seem to have what we in the biz call willpower. You can look at a piece of junk food and, uh, and resist it. Me does not have that ability for whatever reason. Um, or I get really small portions. Like microwavable meals, that's like my dinner kind of thing. And I've lost uh, about 20 pounds mm. in the last month and a half or so. And uh, the weight's coming off pretty quick. It's uh, three to five pounds a week um, right now. And that's been, of course, yo yo and change and everything. Right. But it's consistent. Never can, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that that's just the way one should diet. Um, you don't eat as many calories as your body needs. Right. I mean, I mean, this is this is shit we all know, but me doesn't. So you know, I don't think he listens to the podcast. But maybe you can leave a comment or something on his YouTube channel. He just posted a video. This is a day after he um, he recorded a short video where he uh, he looked very sad and he said, "I I just realized that I overeat." You know, he's just coming to this conclusion now. Because I'm going to change. Yeah, we played it on yesterday's Sideshow exclusive podcast. But then today, he posts a picture of this, like, disgustingly large burrito slathered with all sorts of cream-based sauces and stuff on it. Like, 
This is what I'm eating today. <laughs> Hi, Tim. It's uh, me, Mead Skelton. Oh, speaking of which, Mead's calling in. You know, in my quest to find a perfect mate, yeah. you know, my sweet tea, if you will. Yeah, my honey bunny. Uh, I've come upon a girl in the chat in the Discord called Pirate Barbie. Apparently she's some sort of a demisexual, whatever that is. I think that means she's a succubus, right? <laughs> Being with Demonic. a real man of Germanic... Forte and Bills, I believe I could care to forget all that nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. We'd go to a lot of dates, uh, yeah. roller rink, uh, church picnic, a picnic at the park where we just watch the children and talk about our future children. <laughs> An uh, ice cream social, you know, they're having one this Saturday. I had to look up what uh, demisexual is. I can't keep track of all these things. Uh, dem- and I don't know if this is true, but uh, our, our very own what par- Pirate Barbie is apparently a demisexual, which is a sexual orientation in which a person feels sexually attracted to someone only after they've developed a close emotional bond with them. The question is, can you can you become attracted to both men and female, or is it still just like a straight thing? Like, like you're not really attracted to guys unless you, uh, you know, form this bond, but you never feel attracted to women that way. That's what I want to know. Pirate Barbie. Les is you on a scale of one to Jane Lynch. <laughs> Sorry. That's called a callback, baby. All right. Uh, a couple more voicemails here. Hey, Tim. It's Edgelor Trash here calling you from the Toyota Corolla of general <laughs> disdain. Listen, buddy. It's me and my wife's one-year anniversary coming up in a couple months. Hey, congratulations. I need a couple suggestions for fun gifts. Uh, could be anything... I just love your unique taste on gift-giving and relationships, so I'd really appreciate the advice. Anyway, love you, boo. Talk to you later. You know, I recently saw this great gift. Uh, it's a personalized a pair of underwear you can buy off of Etsy, and it's like it's a pair of boxer shorts for dudes, but you submit a picture of your girlfriend or wife or just random woman, and uh, they'll they'll put a picture of her on your boxer shorts... Right where your cock is at, and they and they and have her positioned so her arm is kind of like cupping your nuts. I'll, I'll put a link on the show notes today to that. It's only like thirteen bucks. I mean, why spend a lot on uh, your wife on you know, on the first anniversary, right? You already got her. You, you know, you don't. You can stop trying to woo her. Now's the time when you just start annoying the fuck out of her. Look, baby, and you pull down your pants, and it's like it's you grabbing my cock. Foreshadowing of things to come tonight. Our anniversary evening together or something. I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy, but I will provide a link on the show notes today to that uh, Etsy shop. They're doing good work over there. Do uh, one more call. What up, faggot? Hello. Uh, Thank you. Ding dong. I just got done joking off a lot. Ding dong, baby. I'm going to try to make that a thing now. I'm going to. Beat my meat and call and say yeah. ding dong, ding baby. Dong. Ding dong, ding so dong. Here I am with my <laughs> final, final feedback on the twenty fourth and the the twentieth anniversary show. Now that you figured out, um, officially the twentieth, you can fucking celebrate that shit whenever. Yeah, I was gonna call in and uh. You know, tell about the WrestleManias 
and uh, go by the WrestleMania, WrestleMania 1. There was no WrestleMania 1. It, like, skipped over or something. And it t- t- what the fuck are you talking about? I, let, let me just fast forward a bit My here. My idea for a 20, 20th anniversary show is uh, a live broadcast. You can take in calls and have a special guest. Like your mom and Corey, oh. and that's it, or whoever you want. You know, Thursday Lane, if you can give it, get him on the show. Not Mead. Mead could tell, go and take a shit, and uh, you know. I think it would be hard to get Mead back on the program. I don't. I don't think he's a big fan of me. No Mead. Uh, uh, Thursday Lane, yes. Uh, you know, well, maybe you can get uh, the Ding Dong British guy. Oh, I forget maybe. his name. Yeah. So that's my idea. No meet and greet, none of that bullshit. I know you won't like that. And you're a podcaster. Fucking people listen to you from the overseas to the. That's true. It is hard to get everyone together, but just once I would like for that to happen. I know it's. Uh, it's a far-fetched idea, but I would love to do just, uh, you know, one big show where everyone was able to come and uh, participate and have fun, you know. Uh, as for the details, I have no idea what that, you know, what would actually happen, how to make it entertaining for you freaks. But, you know, I'm working on it. I'm formulating a plan in my head. Maybe for the 50th anniversary of DV. Who knows? All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-660-GOD-IS-IT-OGOD. You've got come. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Uh, so this week is a little different because we started off with a best of show. Tomorrow's episode is going to be sideshow exclusive, but I'll be back again on Friday with a show for everybody. So that's going to be kind of cool, right? And then uh, I plan on doing a sideshow exclusive program on the weekend just for my paying freaks. So yeah, you guys are getting another episode and it all happens on Friday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, perv. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.